This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Time to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, we are on episode 21. Um, thank you for listening. Um, today we, we've got Brad back. Joining us on the pod, he missed last week our our record podcast, um, which he which um, isn't down to him, obviously. But he's back. How you doing, mate? All right, boys. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. probably would be the most downloads and listens because I was an on, but I'll make up for it this week, hopefully. Uh, we got Duncan on as well. How you doing, mate? Back on. Yeah, all good. good. You good? Right? Yes, very well. And we're also joined by Sean Gallagher again. Thanks for coming back on, mate. How are you? Love the shirt. Yeah, all good, mate. Brad, Brad, Brad wanted me to wear it again because he said it's like a good bit of clobber style. So got it back on again. Didn't <laughs> yeah. I? I like it. I like it. It's really good. Well, we've got a podcast where we've actually won a football game. It's been a while. Um, so the mood seems a bit better, which always is the case. Um, so let's get stuck straight into Derby. Um, Dunk, what we win? No, it was a, it was a win, but. I mean, I think it was a slightly fortunate win, wasn't it? In the sense that um, we're like Rooney going for it, making the sub, like taking a defender off and trying to go for the three points for them, gave us a space for obviously Amos to exploit and get the goal. Um, I think it was just one of those games, wasn't it? Like first half, I felt like it was one of those kind of end of season dead rubbers. No, neither team really going for it. Um, and yeah, I feel like obviously. When Derby started pushing for it, that gave us more space, and we were able to, to take, make the most of that. But I, over the whole like ninety minutes, I do feel that like the win was deserved for us. I felt we were the better team. Lord, you were there, weren't you, mate? What was it like? Yeah, I thought. To be fair to Derby fans, I thought they were outstanding. Obviously, I, they must be sick of the sight of us, didn't they? I mean, not just Samora last minute, Amos, Gray, Bon. Was it uh, who else we got? Is it, is it when it didn't um, Luongo, Mackie, just I mean, they must 
I, I feel a little bit sorry. I know, like, they must hate us, really, innit? I thought they thought, I, I'm probably going to disagree a bit, Duncan. I thought they edged it a little bit, especially second half. And I thought, um, yeah, they just went for it, didn't they? I thought the right back was decent for them. I thought McCallum had a little bit of a tough time second half. But, yeah, um, yeah, we, we got a win. I think we needed to, um, we need to end the season on the high. Will be, will be. But, yeah, it was, the fans went bad. But I thought Derby fans, to be fair to them, like, I know we took the piss out of Derby a bit, but I thought they were really good enough. They didn't deserve to go down, really. Rooney's done a great job there. Like, they wouldn't have gone down if it wasn't for all the other nonsense in it. So, it's not the fans' fault. To be fair to Derby, they got against sellouts against Fulham at home and other games when they're like almost certain to go down. So you got to really respect that, like banner aside, isn't it? So I thought that I thought I thought probably a draw would have been a fair result, from being honest. And I thought Derby really did go for a second half, but obviously a draw wasn't good for them. They have to win the game, didn't they? And even if they would have won the game, they would have gone down because Reading drew, didn't they? I feel like um, the back four changing to a back four. I feel like it it's given us a bit of a different momentum and we, and we feel like I feel with the players we've got available it suits and actually I was I was thinking about this if we were to pick a back four is that your strongest back four I actually think it is isn't it is it I don't know I know Sanderson but he's but Dicky is he he's fully suited to a back three is he is the back you know Barbe when we played four as well in the past has struggled Sanderson played very well though didn't he thought we had a very good game Thought he looked a bit, a bit better. He's sometimes he his passing possession is he's rush, isn't man yeah. possession is really rush. He's he's a good talent though. But like, yeah, I do agree with you there. Um, I think obviously, I think with Barbe, obviously, who it looks likely he'll be moving on in the summer. I think he wants to go back. From what I've heard, I think he wants to go back to France with his family, which is fair enough. But he's got a young young child, isn't he? And his missus and that. I think they want to go back to France. I think that's I think that's public knowledge. I think to be fair, I think unless there's something happening with the club and he decides he wants to stay, I think that'll be a loss. I think he's been outstanding for QPR. I think he's been, I think Brentford fans get a bit bad to go and oh, he take Brentford rejects, but I think Barbe is really, for me, I thought he'd be solid, but he surpassed expectations for me. I don't know about you guys. So we still need a lot of, um, we still need a fair, like the summer, like we need, a, obviously we're going to be in the championship most likely and we, we need a fair bit of recruitment, don't we? Like in areas, there's, there's a lot of, I think we need a couple of wing backs. We need a defender. Oh we, need a number, we need a number 10. We need a couple of strikers. I think obviously, I think, yeah. We need about five, six players, I think. And then obviously we need to sell someone, don't we? Uh, in, in, in order to, I think we need to sell a player again, like we do with Abire. We need to sell someone in order to um, funds into the club so we can strengthen the squad, isn't it? Yeah. If that's an Elias, if that's a, just literally, obviously not, if that's an Elias, if that's a Chris, if that's a Senny Dieng, if that's a Rob Dickey, I, I don't know, more, more likely maybe an Elias or a Chris in terms of the, I don't yeah. know what you guys think, but I think we need to sell, we have to sell someone. I think if anyone, if we could get anybody for Lyndon Dykes, like big money, I mean, I think we should certainly take that. Um, not sure how possible that is, but all the rumours are true. But um, um, I think, I think uh, Lyndon is at, uh, currently at a champ, championship level. I think he's a grafter. I think you go, but you can never fault his commitment. I think he's obviously got probably room for improvement kind of thing. But I think he gets a bit of hammering sometimes. But I say one thing about him, like he works his socks off and he puts himself about, you know what, he might not be the most technically gifted player, but let's be honest, like in terms of, Put himself about. There's other players who don't really put themselves about, do they? So I think we've got to give him maybe cut him out. I think it's a bit oh, tongue in cheek, that wasn't I it? Thought, but um, I thought Dykes played well uh, against right. Derby. I think he played better anyway. Um, definitely looked better. I, I, he had a few, few shots as well, which don't see don't see that often. Um, but I think if any if any player is likely to be a sell on for you, like we're talking now, I think it'd be Ilias because I think Chris Willock's injury has affected that. Same with Senny. I don't think Senny's going anywhere, but 
Yeah, reflecting back on Derby, I think, you know, we, it was one of them scrapey games, but we got the three points and hopefully we can get these points in the next three games to, to have that hope. That's the hope we, that kills you, mate. QPR, I think. I think you got a bit of a word with George Thomas as well. I think, um, I think a lot of people said about our, a lot on Twitter, isn't it? Like, George Thomas, he's not good enough. He's legal. I think Mark Warburton, you can see, he's blocked a number of League One low moves. But I think he's been positive, breath of fresh air. Not saying Harry Lichfield, but like, I think he's deserved his place ahead of other people. I think he just needs to, if I'm being honest, be improves in product. I think he goes down a little bit too easily. And I think he needs to be more aggressive in believing himself. Because I think if he does that, he's got all the ingredients to be a very competent, pretty decent championship player. Without a doubt for me, I think he can do a bit. Got the, he just needs to believe got, in himself a little bit more. He's got the work ethic of Jamie Mackey, hasn't he, Thomas? <clears throat> I'm sure, but... Him. I just think obviously you know he said it. He needed more game time, and I said it. But I, I think at Derby, it wasn't his sort of game. I, I, I didn't think he suited yeah, that that game. So, but, and then that's the likes of when you have players to come on or or, or fill that position. But we're missing with it. And so, not I'm not a massive Thomas fan. I've got to say, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Sean. I.e., that he is a bit of a breath fresh. He's come in the top when we're in terrible form, and he's come in. He's run about. And he's given a bit of desire. And I get that. And fans like that. And, I, you know, I, he, he certainly gives us a bit of energy. But I just think sometimes his quality is so poor. Like, I've not seen anything in the final third. Really, like, a couple of passes, a couple of runs. But, you know, I'm all about, like, taking a couple on and knocking it in the box. Or, like, or you know, I, as, I haven't even... From a goal perspective, I've not even seen him get close yeah, to... Yeah, I agree with that. You know, he like, needs to improve his end product, definitely. If you play with that front three... You know, or you you just need to be a bit more of a golfer, and that that does apply for Dykes slightly as well. Back to your point around Dykes, he's not enough as a, of a golfer, and that might be the way we play. I don't know. And we play, he plays his back to goal a lot, and it makes it difficult for him to um, get in the positions where the ball's just sort of knock. Dykes is better when the ball's knocking about in the box, and it's just instinctive, and he just instinctively yeah. stick a leg out or a head out and stuff. But it's not really how we play. It's why he plays quite well for Scotland, I think, because they sort of play like that a little bit, knocking yeah. balls in the box and. Um, so I, I just think the Dykes and Thomas it's kind of fitting at the moment but it certainly isn't a long term solution for me I don't know about you Dunk I mean like, I, I kind of see both points like I think Thomas has come in he's like taken the chance like this is his chance in the team at the minute I feel like he's offering a bit more commitment than some players were I feel like he's putting in more of a shift than some players were but again like the end product isn't there like I know he got the lucky assist the other week where it bounced off his bum, but talk about that, <laughs> mate. Statistically, you can, but I feel like if he gets a goal, I feel like he's one of those players where he's a confidence player. I feel if he gets like a goal, then I feel like he could, that could spur him on to be that little bit more. Like I don't know, I feel like with Thomas, there's potential for him to be a a, a good championship player for us. I think so. On the squad, yeah, I think I said he can start in it, but uh, he could yeah, be around it. When chairs, when chairs in the team and Willock is back, I, I can't see where we'd slot Thomas back in. So, are we, we, we going to keep both chair and Willock? Do you know what I mean? One of them might go, you can idea. One of them might think how much is chair going to go. You can play all three of you can play him as a as like a attacking three with Dykes up top, couldn't you? Then, where'd you put Amos? And by the way, we've got Lukey Amos on the pod in the, in the next five oh. minutes, which you can all look forward to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but what, where do you fit him in? Because Luke Amos is someone you want running in the box. You want him up there. Like, you know, you don't want him sitting back CDM or, you know, in, the, exactly. in that 
in, so you kind of lose him as well by doing that. Playing yeah, you've got, he's, got, he's got to be in the team. He's breaking forward. That's what probably why he's breaking forward a lot more. He's getting into those positions. He, he's capable of scoring. He's shown Peterborough, shown a good derby. He's, he's confident in front of goal. He's calm. Luke must be a massive player for us next season. Keep him fit, eight to ten goals. 100%. Yeah. I agree but, with you. I think, I think we've got to push him forward. I've, I've been saying it for... Fingers crossed, yeah, he keeps fit. Well, speaking of him, he's here now, lads, so let's have a little chat with him. Here he is, match winner, Luke Amos. How are you? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're, we're all good here, mate. We're all good. What's it like scoring the winner? I can imagine, like, in training, people must... You must be walking around, <laughs> winking and gunning at everyone. Is it like that when you score a winning goal? Like, uh, for me, like, I try and say the same, you know, everyone else is like, oh, here he is, like, you know, that kind of chat, like, the match winner, all of that kind of stuff. But I try and just, like, try and say the same level, but it's still, it's nice, of course. You've not got anyone making you tea and bringing you your food <laughs> and that? <laughs> uh, well, Lyndon's claiming that he's going to copy everything I do because I've been scoring recently, so who knows? <laughs> so what's that? That's your sip goal of the season. Um, yeah. that's from just seven shots I saw recent this week which is incredible well, someone sent me that as well I know I think that's seven shots on target I think yeah on target because, yeah because yeah, I, I think that was a game when I hit the post twice in a row obviously I had the header the other day um, I remember not in the forest I missed a sitter as well um, so I can remember a few chances that I missed to be fair so I could have a few more well, um, it's 188 minutes per goal though which is okay. another incredible stat um, I think it was when I saw it it was like the second best minutes per goal ratio in the championship for anyone over two goals, which in itself is pretty decent. Um, yeah. What's what's behind this goal glut for you then? Uh, I think a lot of it is obviously right place, right time. But I've got to give myself credit for arriving in the right place. But I think just when, from since my injury, with all like the arrivals and stuff like that, I felt like I've had to like adjust my game a little bit. Um, and what's going to keep me in the team on top of my, my energy and all that stuff is scoring goals. So if I cannot focus too much on being in the build-up, but if I can be finishing the chances, then that gives me more of a chance of playing. And then obviously that helps the team too. So that's what I've been trying to focus on a bit more. Is that what Warburton told you, is it? I.e., you know, is that something that Warburton has told you to that he wants from you um, for you to be, you know, because at the moment I'd say you're probably one of the first names on the sheet. On, on the team sheet so is it something that what discussions have you had with Mark Warburton about well about it's this? something that like all the coaching staff um have been on me about because because of like how I am as a player I can do like I'm not saying I can do everything because like I'm not but I can do a little bit of everything if that makes sense like I can run around I can tackle I can pass I can break into the box and obviously I can score a few goals as we've seen recently so the coaches just want me to just do a bit of everything um, especially like Neil, Neil Banfield, he's on me all the time about making in the box, arriving, um, him and Chris Ramsey as well. So if I can just keep doing that, then hopefully I can stay in, in the team. Your goal on the weekend, obviously we all noticed that, that, that Derby went for it and they and they took off a defender, put a striker on. Obviously there was that space. Did you know that that space was going to be there sort of before the goal or did you just, you just saw a bit of space, head down? You just went. Uh, it was sort of well. It was like a they tried to counter on us. I think they might have had a three v three, and then we won it back. So I was actually sort of in a, trying to get back into position to, to go and defend. Then it quickly turned over. I saw Elias had the ball, so I was like, Do you know what? Let me stay here. Let me cheat a little bit because I'd seen that. I think it was like Sibley that came on. He's not even a fullback anyway. 
So he's naturally going to try to push on. And then, like, I saw it coming to me from, like, as soon as it came to Linden, I know it's coming to me. And obviously everyone can see it. The crowd knows it's coming to me and all that. But I felt fairly composed. Like, I knew that, I knew that when I got the ball, I wasn't even thinking about my touch. I knew that when I get the ball, I know where I'm going to put it. So I sort of just focused on that and then it came off, luckily. Well, I don't know if that's luck, but yeah. Well, luckily, it was a great finish, mate. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Your old man man wasn't composing the stands, Luke. I can can imagine. He's mad. I can imagine, like, you put him... If you put him anywhere, like, I know for a fact that when it's him and his girlfriend are in the box, I know they're just screaming the box down. Like, they're just... Obviously, we're Nigerians, and Nigerians are quite, like, loud, colourful people anyway, so... If I'm scoring, missing, he's always going to be shouting, screaming, so that's just my dad, I suppose. (laughs) <laughs> Luke, you know, you know, Derby obviously got relegated. Um, what, what's that like after the game and all the fans have gone home? Do you go and see them and sort of say, not sorry, but you know, do you, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. How's it? Do you go and chat to them or not? What, what well, after, after the game, like it was a mixture of emotions for me. Of course, that like, we needed that win so bad, and obviously, that like, scored the win, so I'm super delighted. But at the same time. Obviously, Derby had just been relegated through like no through the players, no fault of their own, really. They put up like a great battle, so I felt a little bit like I don't really want to celebrate too much right here, right now, because like the circumstances, because that could be any one of us, you know. Like maybe two years ago when I was, or yeah, yeah, two years ago when I was looking to go on loan, I could have ended up at a Derby, and I might have signed there permanently. And now I could be looking at myself like, oh, like what's going on with my future. Um, so it's not something that I'm not in their face like yeah like I sent you down at all um, but at the same time we've got to focus on ourselves as well and I'm super delighted to to get that win because we needed it yeah um, Luke obviously you had a really good for me you had a really good January when Ilias was off at AFCON and before say like someone like Jeff came in Obviously, then when they came, kind of came back into the squad, you kind of found yourself back on the bench almost. Was that kind of a difficult transition for you after playing well for that, that period while they weren't there? Yeah, I think so because I think from I think I made maybe my second start when I came in again was like maybe end of December. I think it was Bristol City, Birmingham, and we went on like a really good run right away through January. I was like, okay, yeah, because after being out for so long, you need like a good run of games I feel like yeah I'm getting that whatever I scored against Reading and then like of course like uh, if good players come available good players are going to come to the club right um, so it was it was frustrating um, I can't lie but then that's the whole part of football it's about the score it's about the team so I just try to keep training hard whatever and then yeah like some, tra- some injuries calm you try and take your chance or whatever so I feel like that's what I've that's what I've tried to do, and that's what I've done. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's tough. It's, it's definitely tough. But that is football. There would have been a time when maybe I joined QPR. Other players were like, "Oh, look, another midfielder comes." So it's just about owning your sport and then keeping it, I suppose. Yeah. Look, I know. I know you mentioned injuries there. Um, I just wanted to ask you. You know, obviously you had two very bad injuries so far in your career. Um, what was going through your mind when it happened, and what made you overcome those injuries? Um, so the first one, the first one was tough to take because obviously I was at Tottenham these times and I've worked, I was 21, I worked my whole life to get to this exact spot to be in Tottenham first team. I just made my Premier League debut. Then for it to be taken away from me, 
it was tough. But at that point, I didn't really know what was to come. So with the second one, for example, I knew I got to go through all of that stuff again. Like the, the days when you can't move, you can't walk, um, you can't even look after yourself. But in fact, the second time was even tougher because the injury was worse. Um, also because it was like during COVID and all that stuff as well. And also just because like I've gone through it first time, I'm super ready to kick on and to to like show my worth now. I've had the first year of the first year alone at QPR, which was like getting a feeler or whatever. I hear I'm ready to kick on now. And for it to be taken away was so tough. And then obviously new players come in and I'm thinking like, am I going to get back into this team? I, throughout my rehab, I worked tirelessly to make sure that wasn't the case, but you still never know, especially when we, there was a point when we were losing before Christmas. It's like, is the gaffer even going to be here? If he goes, what chance have I got? Then on the flip side, in January, when everyone's coming and doing really well, Stefan's playing well, the team's winning. I'm like, how am I going to get back into this team? Yeah. So it was definitely, it was tough mentally, but my physios were incredible. Like one particular, Adam Wright, he was incredible throughout the whole process. Um, and obviously I spent some time with my family. I'm a religious man as well. So like I prayed a lot. Um, and yeah, like it's, so it's literally, so my, um, so I scored on Friday. That was a year after my first pitch session. So a year, so on the same day in 2021, was my first time I jogged on grass so it's crazy like Blimey. the difference a year can make so yeah it's been been crazy so would you say would you say like um it's it's made changes now to like how you to your game do you know what I mean knowing that you've had these injuries have you is there been changes made that you've got I to think, resolve and yeah I'm, so the first time I so basically the both incidents were exactly the same but just on each side the first time I thought it was like a freak accident so the second time, when I've done it again, it's like, hold on, this can't be a freak accident. So there's little adjustments I've made and stuff more about my closing down. Because obviously, as you know, like, I'm someone I like to get out there sharp. I like to run around and that. But it's just like little minor changes. Um, but for me, the injuries, especially the recent one, there's more change, like my mentality, the way I view things, how lucky I am to be out on the pitch every time I get a chance, even for training, um, even when it's snowing, it's cold, like... When when I was injured, I would have loved to have been out there in the snow, freezing, just just playing football. Um, and that's why I try not to get too high or too low when I'm in the team, when I'm out of the team, because the fact that I can even be in that argument, in the selection, available for selection, is something that I will never take for granted again, I suppose. Uh, Luke, Luke um, just... go on, I was just going to say, um, since the start of February... Uh, QPR have won 12 points from the 15 games we've played, which obviously isn't fantastic form. But your goals have um, accounted for five of those points. Um, do you feel that to get back into the team, you had to be like making those breaking runs, getting put like obviously Jeff's more of, in my opinion, more of like a holding midfielder? And does that mean you've kind of taken it upon yourself to be more of a like attacking threat, like to think right, to get back in this team, I need to be like more of a goal threat, pushing on and showing, obviously, the manager what I can do in training and stuff to be an attacking threat for the team? Uh, I think so. I don't think it's a case of, like, me versus Jeff to play because there's a load of us. There's Andre, Steph, Sam, Dom, like, Ilias sometimes <clears throat> plays deeper. Chrissy was playing deeper. George Thomas. So, it's not a case of, like, me versus Jeff. It's just... I don't know. It's just I've got to... With my, i just got to bring energy. Um, and then if, you, if, if any player scores goals, they play. So... 
it's not no one telling me to go and score goals, but I know that if I can score goals, I'm going to play. So that's what I've just tried to do. Um, and yeah, so far, so far, I've got a couple. Lou, what do you think in terms of your form? I remember talking to your dad when you um, joined Permanently a couple of summers ago, and he says he obviously a loan spell. He, he said to me like that's, he didn't. In his opinion, you weren't really hitting, you weren't really playing well at all. And he, 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 there was so much more to come for you, obviously, watching you from a kid and Tottenham's academy and everything. Mucho, Mucho Pochettino was obviously a big fan of you as well. Uh, what level do you think you're at now? Because when you had that ACL, obviously, <clears throat> the form of you in form as well. So what, what level of performance do you think you're at now? And where, obviously, with the two, CL, two ACLs, obviously, such a being in being able to play professional football again, let alone being able to play such a good level now. Where do you see yourself now, and what do you, how confident are you getting back into that Premier League, and obviously being getting to where you were before? Because obviously, if it wasn't for those injuries, you'd probably be in Tottenham's first team squad, if not in the first team now. I think like I've, I've been playing well recently, and of course I've been scoring goals and stuff. But I still feel like there's so much more to come. Like when I when I like review my game and break it apart, like. So there's so much more I can do in possession. There's there's so much more I can do out of possession. But it's still like it does take like a good year to get back to any like previous level of like competition, like to feel like how you did before. Like I'm still chasing a little bit um the level that I was at maybe before both ACLs. But I know that will come as long as I stay fit. Um, and it's just something that I keep I keep working towards. Of course, like I don't look. One thing I learned from my injuries, like I don't look too far ahead. So I don't want to write this four-year plan with all these elaborate ideas and that because everything can change overnight. So it's more so just working hard and enjoying every day. And as, a, as long as I know I'm giving my absolute best every day and not leaving anything to chance, I'll get to where I get to. If that's if that's the Premier League with QPR, without QPR, if that's the Champions League with QPR, without QPR. Like, who knows? It's just literally day by day, step by step, just maximising every second. And then that takes me where it takes me. Luke, Luke the playoffs, um, obviously we're still in with a shout, <laughs> kind of somehow, but we're still there. Um, yeah. what, what was the what's the feeling in the camp this week around, obviously Saturdays and now, now an even bigger game, I guess. And I know what we can do is win, but you never know with this championship, do you, what's going to happen? So what's the feeling around the camp at the moment? No, we believe genuinely. We genuinely believe, like, the fact that we've been so poor or the results have been so poor from February till, I guess, what, end of March, mid-April, and we're still in with a shout, it just shows, like, how good we are and how much we have to offer. So, there's, like, it's like three, there's three cup finals, I suppose. That's super cliche, but that's what we can do. As I said about myself, um, it's like just take it day by day, game by game. Give it everything you can. That's what that's how we're gonna approach training tomorrow. The game Saturday. We hopefully we win. Like we're good, we're confident to win, and that leads us where it leads us. Then it gives us two big games. And in fact, we play Sheffield United, don't we, next week? So that's an even bigger occasion to go and take that spot our, our own. Of course, it's a shame that we should be comfortably in there because even if we were like. Even if we had drawn some of them games that we lost or hadn't drawn some of the games we were leading, we'd be in a much better position. But we are where we are and we're just going to keep fighting like right until the end. Luke, I want to ask you 60-second quickfire questions. Lighten it up a bit. Uh, hopefully I'll right. right. I'll start off now. Childhood idol. Thierry Henry. Night in or night out? Night in. Superhero. 
Well, I don't even know. I'll have to go with Spider-Man. <laughs> FIFA or COD? Oh, NBA 2K. I don't even play anything else. <laughs> oh, NBA, yeah? Yeah. I'm, I was an NBA player in a past life, I think. <laughs> First football kit you ever wore? Uh, an Arsenal one. Can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Best away ground you've played in? Oh, um... I'm not sure. I travelled with the first team, Tottenham first team, to the Bernabeu, which was incredible before um, atmosphere. And then the, the Milan Stadium. This is poor, poor... Um, what's the Milan Stadium called? San Siro. San Siro, yeah. San Siro as well. Them two were incredible. So, yeah, one of them, I suppose. Best player you've played with? Oh, between Musa Dembele and Iberi Eze. Oh, oh god! I put I put him up there with the best ever. I promise you, he's a joke. F- favorite film? Um, Shrek. Yes, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest fear? Uh, failure. What's your signature dish? Uh, I actually made it today. It's like this. I, I'm, you know, I want to make it sound really fancy, but it's basically a chicken wrap. Yeah. But it's not just a chicken wrap. It's not just chicken thrown in bed in bread. Like there's all kinds of there's all kinds of like little concoctions I make with the seasonings and all that. A bit of uh, guacamole, all sorts. But yeah, so I guess I got to label it chicken wrap. But it's not just simple as <laughs> chicken wrap. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. Oh, if you could go back in time to play any footballer, the history of the game, who would it be? Oh, Thierry Henry. I'd love to play with Thierry Henry, honestly. Uh, they are my two favourite ones at the end. If you was going on a night out, pick three players from the squad now, and why? Uh, I would take with me. I would take Moses. I would take Jimmy. Oh, then Everyone picks Jimmy. Don't they? Everyone picks yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, you got to pick Jimmy. So Moses, Jimmy. Then it's a toss-up between Andre Gray and Dion. Dion is. The Great guy, honestly. He's coming. I've laughed. I've laughed nonstop. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's between. I'll, I'll t- if I could take them four, I'll take all four of them. And then my favourite one at the end. You're the gaffer. QPR player in the current squad now. Pick your five-a-side team. You can't be in it. I'm not in it. So Seni in goal. Seni's in goal. I'll go Rob Dickey. I'll go so Chris Ilias. Then, oof, who else do I throw in there? Uh, who's going to get your goals? He's going to get me goals, but I feel like Chrissy Elias in the fire side, they get you enough goals. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they work hard enough. I don't think they work hard enough. Um, oh, I'm not sure the last one. I think maybe I'll put, maybe I'll put Jeff in there. He's, he's, not, he's nice. He's tidy with a boy. He's good in the fire side. He keeps it well. Um, so, yeah, I might play two false nines, Chris yeah. and Ilias, and then uh, Bob and Jeff behind them. Sick, that's a decent team. Uh, Brad, didn't you want to show Luke your hair that, you, that he's inspired? <laughs> Brad, Brad's been to the barbers today and he got a Luke Amos inspired. Luke, they're, they're taking what, a look. Come on, man. Have a look. Come on, man. <laughs> what is it? Show it. Where's the cut? What, is, that, is that after yeah, a haircut? Is- that's after his haircut, Mate, yeah. If that's not after, surely not. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> so I keep the cap on. <laughs> oh. 
Lou, just a final one of me. Like in terms of um, obviously, I know you've spoke about this before. Like um, footballers being kind of like put in a mould, like they're not intelligent and stuff. I know, like during the lockdown, you done I think theology, philosophy, and French. Uh, what what kind? Of, I think piano as well. Actually, what's what is your yeah, currently? What's what stuff are you doing in your like spare time now? Would you like? Would you be open in the future to, um, to like playing abroad, like in France or Italy? You keep seeing kind of the type who'd be quite keen on that. Yeah, I think so. The keyboard. So obviously, I wanted to eventually play the keyboard. So uh, the piano. So obviously, I start with the keyboard. But I've realised that I can't multitask too much. So like, so obviously, I'm learning French. I've been studying French hard for like the last two three years. Like I'm still super into it. Um, like I'll do some every single day, so I don't. I wasn't able to do that and the piano at the same time, so I sat the piano off. So at the minute, it's more just French. Um, I've got a few books lined up for um the summer, um whenever that is. Hopefully, it's in June rather than beginning of May. <laughs> um, for, like Don Ball's book, gonna be shout out to Don Ball for yeah. his new book that's come out. But <laughs> free promo for Don. All that. All that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got that on the way, but yeah, more so. At the minute, I've just moved house. So at the minute, I'm quite occupied with like sorting out all that nonsense that comes with it, like picking out what colour scatter cushions I want, all of that nonsense. <laughs> so, like, and I'm by myself, so I'm trying to figure all that out. Um, but other than that, it's just my French, which I'm super into. Um, hopefully, I get an opportunity to go to France um, in the summer. Um, I speak French with like maybe with Yo, Seni, a little bit of Ilias on a daily basis. So just trying to improve. And then once maybe another year or two with um, French and then I'm, I'm going to try Spanish. Um, and I think I should be able to pick that up quite easy because I can speak French. So that's it really. Nothing. I'm not that excited. I'm not going to say that I paint, I paint or I do art, like I'm a sculptor or anything like that. I just like to keep my brain active. So language is mm-hmm. what I enjoy doing apart from football. So, yeah. Uh, to Nigeria in the summer as well. <laughs> as well. Obviously the foundation and everything. I mean, your dad obviously very passionate about that, aren't you? Yeah, that's something that, during my injury, like um, I wanted to divide, divide a lot of my energy into something more positive than just moping about. Um, and obviously, like me and my dad are super close. Like we're back home, so that's something that um, like we've been looking at. At the minute, we're trying to. Well, my dad's working out what areas we can work on because all the work we've done last year, everything's gone super smooth. Um, we've had no issues, so that we've made like the village super happy. Um, so at the minute, it's just like um, revisiting, like replanning. Uh, how we can help the next part of the community and hopefully I can get out there um, at some point this year because um, it's a good life out there as well like especially if you go to Lagos like you can really enjoy life so Nigeria is a good like mix of the two but it's important for me to make sure that like I'm giving back because um, even on my lowest days last year when I'm injured and I can't walk I still got food in my belly like I can still just go to the tap and get water so it's something that like I'm never Great trying to take for granted. Great cause, mate. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before you go, so obviously we've got Stoke. What's what's the next sort of twenty four hours before the game sort of look like? Do you travel up tomorrow or will you go up in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll train travel in the morning, so in like nice and early. Um like meeting, we'll have like the meeting, go through the set pieces, all that stuff. We'll go out and train. Uh we'll go through more like tactics and stuff like that. Um, go in, have a bit of time. So whether you want to spend some time in the gym, physio, ice bath, recovery, whatever. Then we eat, then we'll travel. I think we'll go up on the train. Um, then, yeah, just prepare in, in the night in the hotel. Again, eat, um, maybe pool recovery and kind of things. Then wake up in the morning, 
it's like it's game day, right? So all your new, all your normal preparations, and then yeah, leave with the three points. <laughs> Who's your roommate? Who's your roommate? Nah, so so now it's not because of COVID. Like it's fantastic now. We don't share, which sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, but That's I can't. Right. You you could get Shrek on, innit? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't imagine sharing a room now. Like I think even when um it was like pre-COVID, I feel like I was still like. I still like my own space. If there's an option for me to pay for like a whole room for myself, I'll pay like half to, to get that bit of space for myself. Like I'm a bit of like a, I do like my own, I do my, my own company maybe a bit too much at times. Um, but on the bus, I'll travel up. Well, you know what? The bus has been like musical chairs at the minute. Everyone's been floating about and I'm not happy with it because <laughs> I like a seating plan. Like everyone's bringing the seating plan. Like my, like some, well, if I could choose, I'll sit next to Jimmy going up, and then like my my four, my four will be Dion, Andre, Andre Dazelle, uh, Jimmy, and then me. That's a little solid four we got there. All kinds of conversation, but uh, yeah, because of the baby Guinness, three baby Guinness yeah. after on Saturday, isn't it? Lovely <laughs> <laughs> job. And then um, because of the musical chairs, end up with anyone. But everyone, I can sit, I can sit and talk to anyone, so I'm not really complaining. When you're wait, wait, before you go, when you're on the bus, you know you're going to away games. Like, is it? Do you play games or cards or anything on the way up? Uh, it depends. Like, there's a cards club. Uh, I don't know what they play. That's like the Don Ball, Rob Dickey, Chaz. They play some sort of card game. I've no idea what that is. Back when um, Ebbs was here and it was bright, uh, midday, we used to play like um, like blackjack, like a Uno version of like blackjack, not the casino blackjack. That was quite good. Um, but yeah, it's not so much, not so much games really anymore. Or I think some of the lads might play like poker or something like that. But um, no, I'll just, I can't lie, I'll just be there with my French or having a conversation or something like that. Jimmy's trying to learn Spanish, so I have an eye on Jimmy when he's learning Spanish. I can, I can pick up a few words. So yeah, like traveling. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the traveling, but it's part of the job. So you might as well try and like use the time wisely, be productive, I suppose. Does the dynamic of it, just quickly, the dynamic of a dressing room or, or, or a bus, I guess, change when players come in and out? Do you find that? I've always wanted to ask that. Like, uh, so you'll have like a core group or a leading group all split up or how does it, does it change quite regularly? Yeah, I, th- I think so. From year to year, obviously it changes depending on like big characters coming in, characters going out. But um, to be fair, this... Do you know what I'd like to say? This group has been the same for three years, but it's changed quite a bit, to be fair. Um, obviously, when, like, Chaz and Steph came in, they're big experience, like, big players. So, obviously, they become, like, the... Not the voice of the group, but, obviously, they're the senior players. So, they uh, they do a lot of the talking and stuff. But I feel like in any changing room, there's always, obviously, the big group. Then there's always, like, little groups anyway. Not that it's clicky, but, you know, just, like, for example, traditionally, like, the London boys... They might like sit together on whatever. Then maybe the normal, like uh, Liam Kelly and Lee Wallace, the Scottish boys, they would go and do their own little thing. But we have a really good group where I can walk into the change room and have a conversation with anyone. Uh, so that's what that's one thing that in the last three years, regardless of people coming in and out, like I've enjoyed myself around every single player. Um, so it's, it's definitely important. But yeah, I just feel like. I mean, at QPR, it's just been a good group all round, really. 
Uh, Luke, look, we'll let you go, mate. I think um, we just want to say you're having a great season and hopefully Thank you can you. Uh, grab a couple more goals for the end of the season. If you grab the yeah. winner on Saturday, will you do the piano for us celebration? <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top man, top man. Mate, have a great evening. Bye, Linda. Yeah, cheers for coming on, man. Thank you. See you. Bye, bye. Good on, mate. Top man, eh? What a lovely blog. Yeah. And uh, I, I like what he's doing with the foundation. He's, he sounds like a very intelligent and it's good to hear that there's a good good group of lads there you know and they're all getting on so it's great for him to come on it, it begs the question though about what 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 did go wrong what has gone wrong like every it, see, it feels like a good group it seems like a good group it seems like they're all behind Wharton Warburton <laughs> um, but for some reason the form I just don't know where it's come from or, or, or what's happened I, I thought something might have happened internally but don't know what well, you think do you think that it's for me? This is just my opinion. That I always felt that when like Ilias came back from Afcon, like when Jeff came in, like they almost kind of came straight into the team. Like almost like even with even like a little bit with Senny, like, like when they all came back, they just kind of got their places straight away back. Like Marshall had been brilliant for us before Senny came back. Like obviously, like we said, Luke's been brilliant for us in the January. Then Ilias and Jeff came back into the midfield. Do you feel like? that's kind of unsettled a few players because I'm sure I saw um, Luke Amos on the bench before being consoled by Charlie Austin when he was being brought off and stuff like obviously feeling like he's got more to offer the team is it frustration in that way like is Warburton managing like juggling the squad well enough like managing them all as a man manager I think I don't know like we're obviously in a very good position I think we're Punched above our weight quite a bit, in my opinion. I'm just trying to, I think we're punched above our weight. And I think ultimately, you sometimes maybe have a bit of, not, I don't want to say lucky ride because we're obviously doing very well. But do you know what I mean? I think we look at Coventry, Nick to win, didn't deserve it. Nick to win and Luton didn't deserve it. There's a few, we say about the, the, the points we dropped, but there was many a point we did grind out results. And some of the nonsense I see on social media, I like, as Brad entitled his opinion and dunk you last week saying your opinion's not being disrespectful towards him, but like some of the disrespectful comments by the manager call him this word and that word. Like, I mean, let's, let's talk about 13th, 9th, 10th at the moment and the budget he's on. I don't I don't see another manager working under these financial constraints, Jim Better. Yes, we've fallen off a bit off a cliff, but we're still in three, three games to go, three points off the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. To, be, to be fair. I'm not denying that we fell off a cliff. Uh, well, of course we have. But like, come on, like, but I agree, to be honest, I was a bit harsh on Wolburn on the last episode. But I was Do you, want, a bit, you want a managerial change next season? Bit, bit, <laughs> bit of frustration. But, but look at Luton manager and the budget he's had and where he's got them. There's counter-arguments to that, like Brad said. You know, around the, the fact that 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 mindset, I get it, and, and I don't disagree with it, but how do we ever go forward if that's always the thought process? Well, we're always batting above our... How can someone take us forward if if everyone if if we're always thinking, well well we can never we shouldn't be up here anyway because and that mentality runs down through the club as well, and you know I know the budget, I know a budget and you look at a budget and you look at a wage fit and we're always near the bottom I get that and transfers in I saw a big transfers in but we're below I get that but that doesn't take into consideration great recruitment that we got freeze in. Players that have come through the roof that uh, the youth system that wouldn't have cost anything, but are actually better players. For example, Willicks cost us seven fifty. He's better than that whole Stoke team. Anyone in it? 
But if you, but there's seven, six, five, four million pound players in there. So if you're managing the squad with Willock in it, you should be asked to do it, expected to do just as good a job as someone if you're comparing quality to quality as opposed to budget to budget. Well, that makes sense. Injuries. Quality I'm, of the players. I'm not trying to look at the injuries he's had. Four goalkeepers. You're like, like, is this team at the start of the season before we kick the ball? Would you say, or all three of you, you'd have said definitely should be in the playoffs? I don't believe any one of you. Said after last, after last season, how we finished last season, yeah. On our, oh, when definitely we did our in the playoffs. Pre- when we did our preview before the start of the season, we all said we should be in, like, pretty much in the playoffs. And most most journalists, like most like pundits for the championship, said the same thing. We they, most people understand us the fourth best team. That's- but then what about the because, because of the form from last them. season? The, in, the injuries is a massive thing, I agree. It's I, a massive I, thing. Yeah, 100%. But what what question is above my head is, why have we got so many goalkeepers injured? You know, what's going... What's you know? Is well, that's that that's a good the, question. That's maybe one yeah. medical thing to answer. Then, is yeah. that just a thing or is, that, is there something with the training? Or To me, okay. that's, you know, four keepers is unheard of. So Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a fair comment. I, I, I get the injury argument. I do. But for me, it's the stubbornness of not changing the formation when we had injuries yeah. and putting okay. square pegs in round holes. Like, I've got no problem with Warburton's like, style. He obviously wants to play a certain way. That's fine. Every manager does. But for me, it's the formation. You can play the same style, but have a different formation. Have players that work <clears throat> for, the, for, for the players you've got. Okay, every team has injuries. Yes, okay, like, not every team has lost four goalies. I get that. But every team has injuries throughout the course of a season. I just feel that he's like the word I use is stubborn. I feel that like Warburton has a stubbornness where he, he has a he has a formation and that's what he's going to do regardless. That's got him from last January where he obviously was on the verge of potentially going before McKinney, the, McKinney. yeah before all the signings came in before the turn or the turn of form. He kept that formation ever since, and it was working. It was fine, but then performances and results, even the results we were picking up before Christmas, the performances were poor. We were scraping results. And then it's kind of, with the injuries, it's not helped. But then when you've got the injuries, surely you change the formation to suit the players that you've got available. But then I think I think about, you know, Wolverton and, 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 and if, he was to, if they was to get rid of him. But, you know, I've reflected on it and just think getting rid of him now till before the end of the season would probably be a, a stupid idea. I think you'd have to just leave him now to the end of the season. And I just, I can't foresee... Out there now, other than you, I don't know, Dyche, we, we won't get him. Oh, come on, bro. Gee, geez, man, what <laughs> are manager, manager, 50 million power from Bert. Come on, man. Just, we're not football manager, mate. Come on. Yeah. Seriously, mate. I think, unless, uh, unless he wants to take a massive pay cut. But, but I've I seen think Macintosh, Dave McIntyre said the other day, well, Ron, how, how many years of stability has he had there behind the scenes? But, do you know what I mean? I know he's been low budget, but it's so QPR. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be a rant here, but like, we were Alex Smithies was single handedly keeping us up, and we were like 17th. We beat Nottingham Forest 2 0 home, scraping to stay up. And now we're up the top of the league, and everyone's getting irate. I think it's nonsense. I think it's absolute nonsense. And to be fair, people are probably going to get what they want because, from what I understand, other people, they've McIntyre close to the club. As of now, if we don't make the playoffs, it's a near gone conclusion he's going to go. And even if we make the playoffs and we don't go up, as of now, he's probably going to very likely to leave the club. There's no new contract being discussed. And nothing. So if that's what the club decided to do. I fully disagree with the board, in my sure. opinion. Be sure. careful what you wish for. Ask your question, the grass mate. Is not always greener. Can I ask you a question? Why are the board doing that then? 
if because from what I've seen, the majority of the fan base are behind him. So it's not the fans that are forcing him out. I mean, there's no, a minority. You'll always get disagree, that Ben. Disagree, 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 Ben. There's not a minority. Yeah. This, like you, you articulate like with um, obviously on the podcast last time, giving your opinions. But there's loads on Twitter saying this and that and calling him all the names under the sun. He's probably he's seen it. I mean, the manager has a Twitter account. Let's be honest, the board see that kind of thing. Ruben, Amit, they're on social media. They see all this kind of stuff. You've got to appease fans. There's been loads on social media. I'm not denying he's got things wrong, 100%. None of us are perfect in our jobs and do everything super and we're all great. He's no, been in charge for years. 13, 9, 10, with three points of the playoffs and three games to go. The budget he's under, he didn't get his number 10 in January. He wanted Tom Lawrence, who was told Derby wouldn't sell him. He wanted Patterson. The club wouldn't pay the fee for Patterson. He ended up getting a call in the morning of the last day of the transfer window and was told Jeff Hendrick's available. He takes Jeff Hendrick. And I thought Jeff Hendrick, good character. Do you know what I mean? I, I pretend to be Irish, don't know, because my, my dad's Irish. I thought he'd be a decent pedigree international. I thought he'd do a job. And if, as we've discussed, it's probably hindered the progress of Lee Amos, who's now come back into the team. I thought he'd be better. But come on, that, I might be completely wrong here, but that's, give me an alternative. Clive Whitten the other day, right, talks oh, a lot oh. of sense. Right, it's a lot. Nate, he, this is what he said. If you think of a second a manager, thinking of alternatives, he's going to do better under the financial constraints and do better. I'm not saying Mark Warburton is the best manager. I'm not his best mate or anything, and he's this and that. But name me a better manager any of the managers we've had before didn't do anything what he's done. His job is completely underrated what he's done. Name me a better manager under these financial constraints, under what we've got to do, who's going to get us. So, Bilic, number one, Brad, I think you said. Bilic, West Brom fans say boring football. Number two, Deitch, well, 50 million power from Burnley. You won't get Deitch. Number three, like, otherwise, you mean, you were putting on fantasy football on Twitter, so <laughs> far, far. I mean, everyone's talking about far. What, what was the wage bill at Norwich? And what, what were, they, what were um, Norwich players getting paid? To, to be honest, I think the, the number one that we could bring in if, if Wolverton was to go would be Carl Robinson. Um, or, or... Well, guys, Carl Robinson. But, but I don't think the mouth Warburton. But Carl Robinson, all respect for him, don't tonight. But are you saying Carl Robinson's a better manager than Mark Warburton? No, but hear me out. But I, don't I, don't me think, I don't think I don't think Warburton's going to go. I don't think they'll get rid of him. Well, why do you think the board get rid I'm of telling him you, well, West London Sport, West London Sport is saying it's almost certain he's going to leave the club. David McIntyre has been covering the club 20 years. And I'm telling you, as of today, the April 21st, that unless there's some miraculous turnaround, Mark Warburton gets the playoffs and gets promoted, or they want to have a complete U-turn, he's probably going to leave. Hopefully they listen to this and they don't get, I want him to stay. I think it's absolute nonsense. Well, why, do you, think the board, why do you think the board are, that, are that, doing that? Ruben, you... they, can, they can talk about it. They can discuss what they think. They, they, they pay... They put a million into the club every month. They're allowed to, they put money in the club and they've, they're fully in, they, they can do whatever they want. Who am I to go and tell them what to do? Or you or any of us? If they think that's the right decision and if mm. they think there's a better alternative, Gareth Ainsworth, QPR legend, love the bloke. Unbelievable, oh. Wickham. He's done unbelievable. Like, what would happen, lads, after two or three months of Gareth Ainsworth? The fans have been moaning. They'd be saying yes. long ball. They'd be okay. saying they'd be bored. They want him out. I don't want him to come because I don't want him to tarnish his reputation. And I think Wickham, let him do, he's produced miracles anyway at Wickham. But come on, give me a better, give me a better alternative. You know what, Warburton's probably going to go. And you know what, it'd be nonsense. So, I guess my question is: is two questions back yeah. to whoever is. If that's the case, was he aware of that? Was that the expectation at the start of the season? The board said, "Look, we want playoffs. You know, that's that's yeah. your objective. If you do that, yeah. new contract. Let's let's do, let's move on." Obviously, we haven't done that, so the board have gone. Well, you haven't met your objectives because surely that's part of anyone's job, isn't it? Well, I'll set you As I said, this is this is a fact right league. now. This is what I'm saying now. No new contract's been discussed. Make of that what you will. 
if you want someone in next season, I think you make more of a move to secure them before three games at the end of the season. That's a fact. No new contract has been discussed with Martin Warburton. No, but um, what you're yeah. saying, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with. And like I said on the last episode of the pod, I, I was just frustrated more than anything because we, we we are up there and we blew, we blew it. But we, I don't agree with all of the nonsense on social media towards Warburton whatsoever. I just I've been supporting QPR now. I've, I've watched us lose the Vauxhall Motors at home, struggling in the lower divisions. We've got Mark Warburton. No one's saying he's the best manager in the world. He's done a, he's done a very, in my opinion, I, I think he's done a brilliant job. But you, but you can he's, look, he, at, well, you can look at the squad we've got there though as well. What? We've got some unbelievable talent there on paper, and we should be. Get a pushing. couple of injuries though. If it's get a couple of injuries, and they score, so what? So what if we take? What if we take a couple of star players out of Blackburn when they're not struggling? Ben Burton won in the team. The Blackburn not fall off a bit. What, but what if we take out star players? Willick's the best, one of the best players in the division, if not the best player, Ilias. When Ilias was jumping, take Chris out. We're not. We're nowhere near the same team. The bad bench saying, though. Like, yesterday, Sean. Well, okay, it was the okay, bad bench. The bench okay, was pretty probably, good. We should, okay, we should probably be in the playoffs. I mean, I hope we do get in the playoffs. Because, man, you know I mean, I, I, I don't know what some people expect. So, Tony Mowbray said recently, didn't he? This is what probably is the thing. I think chasing a top six spot, like Blackburn, more comfortable doing that than being in it. You know what? Maybe some of the younger players, I'm going to put Luke on the spot there saying about it kind of because he's one of the younger lads. I think they believe the hype. This is what people say to me around the club. I think they believe the hype a bit too much. Everyone on Twitter going, we're going to get top two. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're getting promoted. That's, I think they got into it too much. And then we, we fell off a cliff. And then there's a whole feeling of just deflation around the place. They think we failed. We should have been promoted. We had no divine right to get promoted. West Bromwich Albion's wage bill, the amount of money West Bromwich, West Bromwich Albion has spent. What, look at their forward line. Callum Robinson, Carlin Grant. They're worth triple up us the whole squad. Where are they? Steve Bruce came in, an experienced championship manager. I think he knows what he's talking, knows what he's doing, even though Newcastle fans want to hammer him. Where are West Brom in the league? Who, who, where are West Brom in the league? Lord, who, how, who who takes this club forward? How do we move forward? Yeah, then? Or do we not move forward? Do we? No, I'm not saying that it isn't. He's going to leave, isn't he? So he's probably going to leave, isn't he? So unless they want to do a U-turn. So because personally, what? I think Warburton's a good manager. I think there'll be someone, there'll be clubs lined up for him if he does does of course leave. They, of course, there's a couple of people but, in the horizon, but I'm not well, talking of a U-turn. Talking of a U-turn. Do you feel that yeah. if the form hadn't turned at the corner like it has recently, we picked up a few results and we were still in free fall, and we weren't any better off than we were? Kind of when he was coming, taking it, taking over. Do you think that form change has, like, maybe the board now are thinking, well, actually, he has stopped the truck, stopped the rut. He is turning it round. They weren't going to offer him a new contract while the form was abysmal. Now he's turned it round or turning it round. Do you think then there could be a contract offered if we say win the next, win two of the next three, finish just outside the playoffs, but we finished better off than we did last season? So to the board, what they want to do, lads? Like to be fair, a couple of weeks ago. I did, I did speak to the manager a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't, I think he said it even publicly. He wasn't happy with the whole outlets, radio, saying set to leave, blah, blah, blah. And I remember at the time, I think West of the Locals didn't make any comment on it because he wasn't set to leave as in a couple of days. That was nonsense. Total nonsense. I think as the club, it was nonsense, yeah. Um, but then, obviously, you've had a someone who knows, let's be honest, has got a very good understanding of the club, who's then done a report, he's almost certain there's almost certain to be a new manager in charge next season. That person is not going to write that story without having that firmed up from various sources. And I've heard the exact same as him. So, as I said, as of April 21st, if QPR don't make the playoffs, it's a near-gone conclusion he's going to go. And if they make it, and they don't, even if they make the playoffs and they don't go up, it's very likely he'll leave as well. So, really, you're, you're in a situation where 
getting the playoffs and promoted, maybe that's the only maybe that's the only way he stays. I think if QPR got in the playoffs, I think he should be given the chance to um have another might leave another transfer window, but people might say three years. The board might have someone. I think you named a couple of other lads, and you, I think Brad, you said about um, MK Don's manager and Manny. a couple of others. But yeah, yeah, very talented, talented. Yeah, but someone we're coming into the championship now. Um, but, might lose a star player. I do agree away. because whatever manager we we get, if Wolverton does go, and I, I can't foresee them coming in and just you know doing miracles and getting us straight in the playoffs and getting us where we want to be. That that manager will have to build. Which most managers do when they do come in. And I, think I, it's I, have same, listened, yeah. I have listened previously to Mark Wolburton in an interview, and he said it will take time, and he, he is building, he's building. He, but I, I suppose, like you're saying, the board, the board obviously have got expectations, and if that's not getting, yeah. if that expectation is not getting hit, then they and, and they do get rid of Wolburton, and it's their choice. But I can see why fans are getting frustrated because obviously where we were. But I'm just I, saying I we're, little, we're little old QPR supported them. I mean, as you lads have, we're little old QPR. Yeah. We're not, we're not got a divine right to be promoted to the championship. We scraped through with Harry Redknapp with massive wages and massive budget, 100%. and all these loan players signing, flipping five loan players on deadline day, and fantastic, and all that. Kevin Dawes, Madabo Maigabon, lad from Brazil, Brazilian lad, and uh, Kevin Doyle, and we still just got up. We still undeservedly beat Derby County in the playoff final. But a big question is right. Big question is: Do you not, do you not think what? I feel like the club where we're going and what we're doing and where we're going, where we want to be, we're going down the right path. We, do you know what I mean? We, we, we are doing it right. We're not doing what we was doing when we had Hughes, Redknapp, buying these players. We're scraping by and we're still up where we are. But what, what? Well, clearly not. Has there been? I think even speaking to the locals the other day, has there been a year-on-year improvement in terms of levels? Losing players, I think there has been. But maybe the board would expect good luck to them. You know, I'll still support the club. But if they think there's a better option, we might be a year's time. You might be saying, "Oh, fair play to them, right decision." He's done his three years. He's done a good job, and there's someone else who's going to come in and get us promoted. But I tell you what, the championships and it uh, hardly five six years ago, we were scraping. Alex Smithy single-handedly kept us up a couple of seasons. We had to beat Nottingham Forest two 0 at home. Mm. Be careful what you wish for. I'm not saying you guys want him out and all that, but I, I just think, man, I don't know. I, I just uh, it doesn't sit right with me. I could believe. I mean, I don't even think I'm wrong. No, I don't think you should go. I think it's nonsense. One that I just I think what one of the biggest questions is 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 around if we finish you know we, we could win three and we could be in the playoffs we could lose the next three and we could finish twelfth or thirteenth where's that oh, year yeah, no. position gone that everyone you know you said like four or five times we finished ninth eight you know yeah, yeah. well then I get hammered when I then I probably get and then we finished thirteenth like, <laughs> still stand by mate I still stand okay. by but look we'll move on from that quickly I also want to touch on player of the year um, I think we all nailed on Willock or anyone yeah. got to be Willock Chris Willock for me. Um, I've gone for Dewey Dunn. Okay. Purely for just like I know Chris. Chris has had a brilliant season, but he has missed the like now a fair chunk of it with since he's been injured. Whereas Jimmy kind of came to us like I didn't really know anything about him when he came to us. Like he was a bit of an unknown, and he's literally he's been got better and better and better and better to the point obviously where he captained the club at the weekend. Like he's he's made a lot of like when we've got Dickie, we all thought Dickie's gonna be like. The next best thing for us, he's going to be like. Do you know what I mean? Whereas for me, this season, Jimmy Dunn's like surpassed Dickie's level as a defender. Not so much, obviously, the ball playing side of it, but as an actual out and out defender. Like I think Jimmy Dunn is our best yeah. defender, and he's had a cracking season. First time for him in the championship, really. So that's how I've gone for it as a consistent for the whole season from where he started the season to where he's finished it. 
it's going to be a big player next season, whatever happens. Um, but I think William, I don't know whether the, the slump has made his value more, <laughs> and we all appreciate him a bit more because he's mm. not there, and that's meant that. Can you give a player player of the year after? Is it, what is he? What was his last game? Was it end of January? Was it Got the start of Feb? Yeah, yeah. Is it February? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And what young player have we got? Any thoughts? I thought. Well, I, thought, I would have thought Chrissy would have been in that, but um, I think I went for Andre Dizel in the end. Yeah, um, I went. I went with Dizel. He, I think. What, what's your thoughts on Dizel? I feel like he gets a bit of unfair stick. I, I get his his issues. He, he doesn't. He doesn't break the lines a lot enough, does he? Um, for me, his passing's great, but it's no good if he's too far back. He needs to. Well, you say that, but since he's been back in the team with Luke Awos and um, Sam Field, is that almost like a midfield free? Results have turned, so there's something to be said there, isn't there? Whether it's he might not be, he might be breaking the lines, but he might be doing that unnoticed defensive work, having a bit more mobility than other players were. Not going like throw anyone under the bus, but has he given us a bit more stability as a team rather than having like bigger say names in the team? At least doing the work that they weren't doing. Do you think that's a difference? I think I, I, tiny, I, I, I like him. I like. I think. I think he's got. A, maybe, obviously, people got opinions, and I, I think he's definitely. I probably agree, Ben. Uh, obviously, I think there's been a way over the top criticism of him. Do you know what I mean? I think we're to, some of the talk is like he's like a conference player. Um, don't agree with that. I think he's got a bit of talent, doesn't he? Um, I think he's great on the ball. I think maybe somebody can pick out a better pass than do a bit. Yeah, obviously, teams do target him a bit on the turn. I think as dunks is he does get caught a bit in midfield, but I mean, the, the kid hasn't been a regular starter, has he? I think, um, I know the board and the management team are quite a big fan of him. I think he can become a, a good player in, in the team. Obviously, Ipswich, he, he kind of came in, didn't he, at 16 years of age and fell off. But I think he's a confidence player. You look at him, he really is a confidence player. So let's hope he, let's hope, I, I, let's hope he, I don't think he's reached the levels yet, to be fair, but I don't think he's a, a poor player who's not good enough to be in QPR squad and who's Rubbish, as, as I think some have alluded to. I, I, I think he's got, he's been all right. I think there's more to come from. Do you think he'll play at Stoke, or do you think Johansson will be coming back in the squad? A bit of experience will come in. I've got a feeling in that yeah, we need just... to win the game. I, think, I can yeah, see Johansson. You change, in. you change your winning team though. If we need to win the game, will he I play forward back? He'll have to. We haven't got anyone else, have we? Go, yeah. I don't know if Barbe's back. I, he could revert to it. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. I I, I, he may go experience. He may right. keep it as it is. John, we were talking about Dezelna. Look at like the Don Ball situation. Like great pro. I mean, obviously, don't I don't me, think. Don't get me started about Don Ball, mate. <laughs> well, you know, you, no, but Brad's his biggest fanboy. I love Don Ball. I just think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great pro. Like, but, but I think. Don Ball has really suffered because of the form of Stanfield. Stanfield has exceeded all expectations people around the club. So I feel a bit sorry with Don Ball. I don't think, I think he's a great pro. Maybe he's got a good relationship with Mark Warburton. I don't think you should have put that tweet out because then you've got fans jumping on it going, oh, Mark Warburton's lost the dressing room. So that didn't help Mark Warburton, Sam. Um, Don Ball putting that tweet out. And I think knowing the manager, I don't, I'm not saying, knowing the manager, I think those two probably would have had a conversation afterwards. And I think there's a lot of respect there. Don't, you know, in any other situation, I think he's been really unlucky. Don't ball around your squad. I mean, I think people say this and that. He's solid. I feel a bit sorry for him, uh, to be fair. But it, Sam Fields been um, been brilliant. I mean, some people don't even rate Sam Fields. I don't know. Well, he probably. He's, 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 I, mean, I, I said Chris Willick. Sam Fields could be player of the year, to be honest, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Should I probably? I, yeah. 
Right, you say yeah. that, but I'll, like I said, going back to I heard a Wolves interview not before, and he spoke very highly of Don Ball, very highly of Don Ball. I mean, yeah, people Said trying he, to eat, yeah. In training, he gives 100%. His yeah, attitude yeah, yeah. is 100%. He still pushes the players on, even do though he's not in the squad. Do you think I it was think clever Don marketing a, for his book? <laughs> I just think Don Ball is a massive, massive person to have there, I but I'm a, bit, I'm a bit gutted that he doesn't get the game time. I think he... He's sort of earned. But Brad, you didn't. You can't. You didn't pay two defensive midfielders like Stoke or Swansea in the last ever season. If you need a point or something, maybe you do put two defensive minded players in there, didn't you? Like Don Ball in there. Mm. But I obviously feel sorry for him. He's a good professional and stuff. But obviously, he probably understands. But that you, tweet probably didn't. Uh, be fun, then. Do you think the, this? Do I think be... Don Ball will leave the QPR in the summer? Yeah. Um, I, I, Probably, yeah. I'm not saying I've heard he's definitely, but if I'm looking at, yeah, I think there's a couple yeah. you can. I think you can probably say that probably will leave. Um, I, I think he's been good, solid. I agree with you, uh, Brad. I think he's been. Do you know what I mean, I like I used to be Carl Henry's biggest champion. People told me he was, he was rubbish, but I, 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 I thought Carl Henry was a good player for QPR. So sometimes you need those players, isn't there? Sean Derry's the types that just sort of just Don't get me. stuck in, do the job, um, and let the other players go and score the goals. Um, yeah. All right, lads. We'll, let, we'll we'll leave it there. Um, big game Saturday. Um, I didn't. I, I, you say so, Brad. I'm going to go one all. One all in their first week. Last time, I think in the last five we played Stoke. We've won three, drawn one, lost one. That was two 0 in it. But yeah, one all. I think it'll be one of them games. We'll go one nil up and seventieth minute they'll score. Jordan, would you recommend? One nil Amos. No, I said it last game. It one nil Amos. I didn't back it. And his dad was like, "No, just don't say that." I was like, "Obviously, he's going to score." And I was fuming, man. I didn't back it. So I'm going to say one nil Amos this time because someone's telling to me he's going to continue scoring. He's going to start playing the piano, isn't he? <laughs> Can't wait for that. Can't wait for Come that. Come on, it's just going to happen, now, isn't it? Let's just back it. Come on, let's just give it. Our... Well, I-, I want us to have a good end of the season anyway. So yeah. it's not like I told you so. People on Twitter going, "Oh, I told you so." It's good he left. Let's 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 have a nice. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. A strange feeling. It's like. So the manager's kind of playing for like professional pride, really. But I think the players are fully behind him because I think he's even said in the interview like the players are asking him. It causes so much tension. The players are asking him what's going on in the future and all that. Do you know what I mean? So it's just a but it's an awkward he, one. They're, they're a bit dejected, don't they? He looks. But there is an awkward looks... the manager. Think, oh, yeah. yeah. With Wolverton as well, though. Sorry to just put this back out there, but you you can almost go down to the players as well as such because I know it's a manager that gets the best out of the players, but. When this form happened, yeah, there was no one else on that pitch other than those players. Auburn was on the sideline, obviously giving them tactics, but the players are to blame as well for the form we've had. Surely the you know the, we, the board and that and the and the fans have to see it that way as well. It's not just all warps. Let's see what they think, innit? Hopefully, have a little bit of a U-turn because at the moment it looks as though it probably goes. So. Yeah. I don't know. As I say, I'm not going to keep going on about it, but I think he's I think it's a job well done. If I had to give him. Marks out. Of t- yeah, what would you come in? Well, I suppose last three games of the season. But if you had to talk about it right now, they? as of I'd... April the twenty-first, what would? How would you mark him out of ten for his job? Is another question I'll take out. Of me, right. out of 10. I, 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 you know, in January, Ben gave him a nine point five out of ten. Ten out of ten. I think it was nine. Yeah. It was nine. Pretty, pretty high. Well, we were flying, weren't we? You know, with a bunch. <laughs> yeah. of, you know, it's just it's fact. But I'll, I'll, I'll give him an eight. Yeah, I mean, a seven eight would be fair enough. But yeah. We'll probably agree. 
Yeah. I could I talk like, about I this think... all night, I think. I think we could all talk about this I think all that's night. That's the problem, isn't it? Sean right. Dyche in, Brad wants Sean Dyche in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did have the millions and he gets Dyche in. Great man. Brad will be messaging him now. Messaging his wife. Probably messaging his wife. He's got a big guest on this podcast next week, and he's grafting for We have We have got a big guest on potentially next week. Yeah. Let's hope it pulls through. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not giving too much away. Dunk, what do you reckon quickly? Right, I reckon um Luke Amos is gonna be watching um Barry Easy's videos of his highlights against Stoke on the bus up on the way up, and I think he's gonna to try and re- recreate it, recreate it, he's gonna score a worldie. And I think I reckon... we're gonna win I think we're gonna win 2 0. I'm going uh, with a bit of confidence. I'm going to all all right, lads. Well um, cheers for coming on and um let's hope we get a result on Saturday and um yeah, we'll catch up next week. Cheers, yeah. boys. Yours. Yours. Starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has surely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.